<sighs> okay. I have a lot to say today, you guys. I'm armed with a cappuccino. I got like a cappuccino and latte maker for myself as an early Christmas present. So I'm a little bit hyper right now, having lots of caffeine. Um, Clara is with me. She, I'm baby wearing her for a nap right now. So if you hear any sounds, that's her. And if she wakes up, which she's due to wake up soon, um, I'll be hopping back on to finish recording this episode. Um, I wanted to share... So obviously I, you know, I'm on maternity leave right now, kind of, (laughs) um, I'm kind of like working part-time easing back into it, that sort of thing, promoting my, um, program that starts in January live, which is Heal Breathwork Academy. So if you've been wanting to get certified in breathwork and teach breathwork, um, at yoga studios, at different events in your city online through your, with your therapy clients or your coaching clients or whatever, um, yeah, come learn all about it with me starting in January. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. So I've been promoting that. I've been creating content. I've been writing. I've been writing lots of poetry for my poetry book that's coming up, that's coming out next year. So I'm, you know, you can't keep me away from my creative side of the business for very long, I realized. Um, Okay. So I wanted to share that even though I've been taking quite a bit of time away from this podcast, I was really happy with the Spotify wrapped um, situation. They send out like some stats and things about your podcast at the end of every year. And it's so exciting to see. And and even though I, you know, haven't had many episodes come out in the past couple months, we were streamed in 54 countries last year. And um, we were a top 10 podcast for 364 of you a top five podcast for 202 people and a number one podcast for 45 fans. So 45 of you consider this to be your favorite podcast. I fucking love you. I'd love all of you listening. (laughs) Like, thank you guys for rating the show, sharing the show, telling friends about the show. Um, it's, it's a dream come true for me. Truly. This podcast was a dream of mine. So Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times thank you. And if you want to help me, you know, get even further with the show and and spread the love and make my day, take a screenshot of an episode that you've loved, share it on Instagram, tag me in it, um, or tell a friend about the show or drop me a rating or a review over on Apple or I think Spotify now has reviews too. Yeah, thank you guys so much. So there's a reason why I have not been on here much, right? I don't... Have I had an episode since my birth story? I don't even know. (laughs) Um, Let me sip my cappuccino and think for a sec. Mm, So good. I bought the caramel syrup. It's so good. Okay. So the reason I have not been on here much is because this podcast has been about manifestation, positive thinking, living your best life. And I have not felt that way in a long time. Um, I have shared, you know, on social media. I've been sharing a lot on social media. If you're not following me on Instagram, come on over. I'm at It's Leah Party. I share a lot of the realness, the rawness over there. And I've been, I shared early on my struggles with postpartum depression and a a little bit about what that was like for me. I mean, it, it honestly was so dark that I could not share a lot of the thoughts I was having with anyone 
no one will probably ever know some of the darkest thoughts that I had during that period. But if you've been in that <laughs> postpartum depression experience, you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. It was really, really, really hard. It was the worst I felt in my entire life. And there's something extra painful about a period that's supposed to be so beautiful. You know, you lose a loved one. That's that's a painful experience like no other. Right? And and not to compare different things, but you you expect pain. You're you're almost supposed to be in pain. You need to feel pain. Like, you know, like you go through a terrible, heartbreaking breakup, right? You're like supposed to be in pain. You have a baby and all everyone says is congratulations. Oh my gosh, you must be so happy. And you're looking at them like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? I mean, like 10 times a day, people are saying that to you. And you're like, well... I guess I'll probably just pretend and just nod my head and go along with it. <sighs> Man, what an experience. Um, I'm very grateful to be on the other side of that now. And it didn't last a super long time for me. I feel really grateful. I mean, I'm sure there's a different lengths of time it can obviously be. Um, but I mean... I'm just really fucking happy to be on the other side of that. I, I I really feel like the past couple months have been like the darkest time of my entire life. And at, at the time that I really thought was going to be one of the happiest times of my life, you know, from the day that I had my daughter, I mean, I shared in the birth story, but I was expecting that day. Like people say it was the best day of my life. And I just was crying on and off all day, shaking, just so utterly traumatized. Like what the fuck just happened to my body? Um, and then, you know, proceeded to have weeks and weeks and weeks of just deep depression. So I couldn't come on this podcast for a while, even after I had, even after I had said, you know what, I'm not depressed anymore. There was a time when I was like, clearly I'm not depressed anymore. Um, there was either, either the depression got slowly less intense or I kind of stepped out of the depressive side, but was still just in a funk. I just didn't feel good. I just wasn't happy. And so I would think of different things I could come on the podcast and talk about. It's like, it would have been just me complaining about motherhood. And like, I've shared a lot of like the real moments of motherhood in on my story on, on Instagram about what it's like being a new mom. But there's like, there's a, there's a, a way to express that in, in a way that has made other people feel seen. I have never in my life of, of, of publicly sharing my life of having this kind of, you know, having a podcast and all of this. I've never had a time when people, more people reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, thank you so much for writing that. Me too. Yes. I've had that same experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank like so many women have reached out to me and, and thanked me for being so honest about the experience. And that's been really beautiful but there's also like, it, it can get too much. Like, like there's, to me, there's no point in like a whole podcast episode where I just bitch about my life. Like, what is the point of that? Why would I do that? Right? Like, I don't know. So 
I just have avoided the podcast. I haven't known what to say. And I have felt like this many times in my life, whenever I've been really down and kind of was the way I thought, like my way of thinking years ago was like this victim mentality. And I hate to even call it that because I was going through something really difficult. My daughter um, had colic, you know, which for those who don't know, that basically just means your baby cries and screams all the time for seemingly no reason. Um, I have a baby who won't take a pacifier, which initially I was like not going to do pacifiers, right? Because they're one of those things that some people, some experts say is not good for development or whatever. Um, but eventually I was like, oh, please put this pacifier in your mouth and stop screaming. And I bought all the different pacifiers and tried all the things. She won't take a bottle. So I'm with her 24 seven. I thought that by now I would be able to go to a yoga class and, you know, have some, a little bit of freedom, but it has not been like that for me because she isn't willing to take a bottle. She's only willing to eat my tit. <laughs> um, so to me, it, it felt like I just felt like it, I got dealt a bad card with motherhood. Now, even though my child's perfectly healthy, I couldn't see the positive there. Like I couldn't be grateful. I could not, I didn't want to be grateful because I was so, I just needed a break so fucking bad. I needed a break and I couldn't get one. I still can't get one, but it feels a lot different now. And I'm going to get into all of that. But yeah, having a baby that cries so much. Um, my husband took three days off of work. That should never have happened. I should never have let that be our experience. Um, I didn't feel like I had enough support postpartum. I pray that everyone who is going to have a baby sets themselves up to have support. I mean, a lot of support. Like, I did not have enough support postpartum. That was, and I knew ahead of time, I knew that that was a major um, contributing factor to people's postpartum depression. And I still didn't push for enough support because <sighs> I really struggled to ask for help. I wanted to do it myself. I, I don't know. I just was in a really bad place. So on top of that, to have the uncomfortable conversations, to demand what I needed, to whatever, do all the things, to I should have said, you know what, I'm going to invest some money into um, help at my house. You know what I mean? I should have said this is what's happening. And normally I'm the kind of person who can do that. But I was so down, I wasn't able to advocate for myself. So just a lot of things just didn't feel like they were going well, you know? Um, yeah. So I wanted to, I hate to, but this is just the honest way that I feel. Whenever I've been down like that, I always feel like a part of me wants to stay there. It becomes the comfort zone. I wrote about this in my book. Um, it's It becomes the comfort zone and then you want to stay. A part of you wants to stay. I did not want to hear positive messaging. I did not want to hear, um, oh, well, like, just, just all the positive things people say, which are wonderful and could be helpful at different times. I didn't want to hear it. Hmm. I didn't want to hear anything like that. I didn't want to hear about manifestation. I felt so cringe about it. I, I felt like, and I wrote an email. Um, you know, maybe a month or so ago about how cringe I was feeling about manifestation, how it felt toxic to hear about like creating the perfect life. And I, I mentioned a couple of things in that email because I had been seeing these like 
these graphic, you know, graphics like on um, Instagram, like a like a meme that like says something, whatever. And they were, I'm going to read, I'm like reading this email that I'd sent. Um, I remember this one, my friend and I were sending to each other. It was like a birth expert sharing this, this thing. It was like, don't expect an orgasmic birth if you don't orgasm during sex. Don't expect a blissful birth if you have womb trauma. Don't expect a pain-free birth if blah, blah, blah. And my friend and I were like, that's hilarious, first of all, that to just tell people like it's because essentially the post went on to say, buy my program and you'll have a, an ecstatic birth. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so that kind of thing was feeling so, and I still think that's ridiculous. Like you can't promise someone a pain-free birth of a child out of their vagina. Are you on crack pain? I mean, now have people had pain-free births? Yes. Have women had ecstatic orgasmic births? Yes. A very, very, very small percentage of women have that experience. And I think what these programs are trying to say is like, but if you just think the right way, you can create this experience, right? And then the same thing with like the the business, the online business world. There's all these business coaches who have things like if you're not making 10K months in your business, it's because of X, Y, Z. You're not doing the shadow work correctly. But if you do my program, it's like that is bullshit. You're saying that if someone you're, you're, you're saying that people are it's just ridiculous. You know, you guys get what I'm saying. Like, that's not a guarantee you can make. And it's it's such a tiny fraction of people that are making that much money in their business starting out <laughs> or even within several years. Like, come on, right? So I was just feeling like, what the fuck is all of this? Like, this is such bullshit. This is so toxic. Um, we're always like trying to push for more. We're always like trying to live our best lives instead of just living. And I, and I still like feel that that makes a lot of sense. But I was feeling like just... <sighs> I was having conversations with my best friend, Frankie, like, do I even believe in manifestation anymore? Like, is the law of attraction real? I don't know. And so I, yeah, just wasn't in that world for a while. And then I want to say it's been almost two weeks or so. I one day was just feeling so fucking down and so like victim-y and just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, why don't I love motherhood? Like all my friends seem to like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so hard for me? And I was like, you know what? I've got to make a change in the way I'm thinking. I have to flip the script. Let me just try it. Let me see what happens if I flip the script. And so I did that day. You want to know what happened the next day? And I made an Instagram post to kind of like, kind of like, um, hold myself accountable a bit, right? To kind of declare like, okay, I'm flipping the fucking script. It's also what I know what the day it was. So the next day, Clara just wasn't screaming. What? I mean, she'd been screaming and screaming and crying. Like every night at home was just my husband comes home from work and we just take turns <laughs> dealing with Clara screaming while the other one makes dinner and dealing with Clara screaming while the other one gets ready for bed. And um, us both just giving up, putting her in the swing, me crying. I mean, it was, it was horrible. The next day she's just not screaming. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. This is probably a coincidence, right? And then the next day she's not screaming. 
and she and she still cries okay she still cries but it's probably like 50 percent less and i'm like okay really and here's the thing i've always i i'm not always known but i've i've learned over the years that like the effect that our energy has on one another right our, our emotional state obviously with a child who's looking up to you as as their mother and especially right now with a newborn who literally thinks I'm God. I created her. I'm her only source of food and nourishment and everything. Of course she's going to her her mood is going to be largely shaped by my mood. Not entirely. I don't think that it's I don't I'm not saying that like any parent with a difficult child if they just change their mindset then everything no. But we do influence each other's energy. And for her, where she's looking for safety, first and foremost right now, when I'm in an anxious state, that can't be helping her feel safe. So, and I had been working on my anxiety is the interesting thing for weeks. You know, I had really like lowered my anxiety, was just doing everything I could to focus on that. And it was a lot lower. But then I like really shifted into just thinking more positively, speaking more positively, telling myself a different story. When she was crying, I would say to myself, oh, this is just a short, short little part of the day. No big deal. You know, this is just a part of being her mom right now. Oh, I feel bad for her. Like, you know, I just totally flipped the way I was thinking when she was crying. And it just like that, you guys. And my husband we we both just shifted at the same time. Like the energy shift in my home was so palpable. Um, you know, cause, cause the strain on my marriage was very real with all of this, of course. And it just shifted overnight. <laughs> I thought this has almost got to be a fluke. Okay. So then like a few days later, um, Clara is very sick in the middle of the night and we end up taking her to the children's hospital in Pittsburgh. And of course that was like devastating to me and, and we were freaking out. It was horrible. The first time you take your baby to the hospital, oh my gosh, you guys, it was so, it was so awful, but um, she was fine. She's fine. And so of course she was really like upset during that period. But then, you know, as soon as she was okay again with, with not being sick and it was a very short period that she was like really sick. It was just like one day um, with like a fever and, and stuff like that. And then she was back to just being so much more calm and not as much crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But you know what's so interesting? Okay, so how many times has this happened over the course of my journey with manifestation? Have I said to myself, maybe this is a fluke. Maybe this is a coincidence, right? Like every time. Because it's hard to believe we're that powerful. It's hard to believe we're that powerful. But what if we are? And that's what I said to myself that day when I decided to make a shift. I said to myself, what if I am that powerful? What if my energy is that powerful that it can shift her energy? What if I make it no big deal when she's crying and then she feels, okay, I'm safe? You know? Ah, man. Because I, I mean, I don't know about you guys who are moms, but for me with with having my first baby when she would be crying, like, I mean, really crying, screaming, it felt like the end of the fucking world, the end of the world. And I had to kind of get used to it, right? 
And eventually I had to shift the narrative that I was telling myself. And I like, uh, I hate to, it's, it's difficult for me to even talk about this because I really don't want the message to be, if you just think the right way, everything in your life will be perfect. Or I really don't want it to seem like you're causing your problems in your life by, by thinking the wrong way. Cause when you're down, that message feels like shit. But when you're down, are you like me where you, part of you wants to stay there? Are you like me where you get like triggered and annoyed by positive messaging and, and positive thinking? And uh, at some point we do have to, you know, choose how we want to live life. We can live life with magical thinking and choosing how to see things and choosing a, a fresh perspective when things don't feel good and forcing ourselves to snap out of it. Excuse me. You know, because that is a choice we can make and we can shift things. We are that powerful. So I do finally feel like I'm loving motherhood. I'm, I'm so grateful to even say that out loud. So, 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 so grateful. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I'm here to say. I guess that's all I'm here to say. You are that powerful. You can choose to see things differently. And I don't know, it might feel like one big coincidence, like one big fluke, but keep doing it with different things in your life and watch it all change. Okay. I love you. I miss you guys. I want to start coming on here more. Um, I think like January for me is like when I'm starting back up with everything. My parents are going to be here once or twice a week to um, babysit so I can have childcare so I can work on my business. And I do have, yeah, some really exciting things happening with my business in 2024. Like I mentioned, I have a poetry book coming out. And there's another business venture that I'm starting up that I'm really, really, really excited about that I'm going to be sharing a little bit later. Okay. I love you guys. I will see you soon.